Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's segment is sponsored by the Dell XPS 13 laptop with an 8th gen Intel Core i7 processor. Experience Dell Cinema's incredible color, sound, and streaming on the Dell XPS 13. It's the laptop for people who watch things on their laptop. Learn more at Dell.com slash XPS 13. Sponsored by Dell and Intel. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. I'm Spencer Hall, and you are listening to the Internet's only college football podcast. Holiday the podcast. Shutdown. The only holiday, holiday podcast. Yeah, actually, your name is Spencer Holiday. It is. I'm Spencer. I'm Paul Holiday's younger brother. And unlike him, I'm very impressed with your creme anglaise. You'd be the biggest dick of a reality show host, like a reality competition show host, Ryan. That's the only like, fun way to be. What's like the archetypes are totally effusive, even to the people who are bad, dick and technician, right? Those are the those are the three major categories. And I don't want to be. I I can't be the overly enthusiastic one. I'm not skilled enough to be the technician. So yeah, I'm gonna be the dick. You missed another essential archetype, though, that Mary Berry from The Great British Bake Off fell into, which is disappointed before you ever walk up. Can I be honest? The... I haven't watched Great British Bake Off. What? How? It's just, it's too, it's, it... the, the internet talks about it too much. I feel the same way about Gritty. Like, I just. There's no. a lot of fucking TV, man. I'm out on Gritty because the internet won't shut the fuck up about it. We get it. He's a mascot who looks like a. Muppet having an aneurysm on the toilet. Like, cool. Can we talk about something else? No, we're going to talk about Gritty. We can talk about Do- Mary Berry being 
the disappointed boss I'm and how nanny fuck your self-care <laughs> <laughs> what if for a reality show archetype what if they put uh what if steve harvey was the host of survivor is, like, is he shirtless yes <laughs> is he airbrushed by spencer he shows up he shows up he shows up in his 18 piece suit yeah and then Nine minutes into the show, he's sh- dripping shirtless. Right. The mustache. Uh, some he doesn't ever grow a beard. The mustache just gets more and more fruitful. Well, the mustache um, is like the mustache is like one of those little uh, foam pills you put in the bathtub, and it oh, it's out, an hour later the humidity is turning into a stegosaurus. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just blooming. And uh, instead, like when they're doing their little challenges, he just roasts them by like looking at the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first time anybody says anything remotely sexual, he just walks off camera, right? Can't believe you said that on this show where I repeatedly set up people to say lascivious things. It's it's like the nighttime footage of like, uh uh-oh, two competitors are bunking up. Steve Harvey just walks up, looks at the camera, walks off. (laughs) In that moment, he is wearing the suit, though. Right. I can't believe to, to distinguish him from. Wait, the hold on. Is that your Steve Harvey impersonation? That's all I got. I no, no, it. Casio. You will do Casio dog for the rest of the episode, or nothing. Man, I'm going to do terrible Steve Harvey the rest of the episode. Hi, welcome to our our special holiday episode, the one where we're supposed to talk about cheer Happy and warmth. Days. Happy Harvey days. Stupid. Which Spencer. one of us actually? Which one of us actually genuinely dislikes the holiday season? Which holiday? Uh, Christmas. We'll just go Chris. Like, which one of you actually dislikes like Christmas? None of you because you all have Christmas children. itself or <laughs> Christmas as a month. Um, you know, you know, I I dislike the whole month and the holiday. So hmm. stop. You do not. You have sons. I Quit think the ho- I think the holiday shit. is good. I think a lot of the process is. I'm a little tired of. Out of which you're required to participate again. Y'all calm down. So no, I'm not here. No, I'm not here for anybody's performative scrooging. No, it's not performative. Well, it's not even like Scrooge liked it because he got to kind of get all head up about it. It just right. makes me sad. <laughs> it just just makes me sad and inconvenienced. Fathers and sons. It's like yeah, it's I, like- I I like Christmas Day a lot, and I could probably fuck with it if it was like a two or maybe three day experience. But as a month, man, it's like I don't I don't know what I don't know what is the Christmas fatigue and what is the seasonal affective winter sads. But boy, do they run together and sure this feel like they thing. are the one and the same. Bad enough. If you hate Christmas, that's on you, and you're doing it wrong. You can intake. As much Christmas or as little Christmas as you want. It's an emotional I, that's not, So No, like, that's not true because Christmas, it's not that I hate Christmas. It's that it does create some anxiety for me. And 90% of that anxiety is I don't know what I want for Christmas. And maybe the answer is nothing. So ask for a charitable donation. Get over it next. He doesn't like any charities. Yeah. I don't. Okay. <laughs> He's John Galt. He doesn't think anyone deserves money that Please they haven't tell me personally labored for. This episode. Speaking of letdowns. No, y'all are just being the lib dad version of those people who get mad about the Starbucks cups. <laughs> no, I, my only real Christmas complaint is that I don't know what I want and people always ask. And, and you can say. That's not a real complaint. That's not a real problem. 
I love I love the warmth Holly is bringing to this. Christmas is great, you stupid assholes. No, Shut your dumb mouths. Man, you don't go to Luby's cafeteria and then be like, oh, there's so much jello on my tray. No, Why? That's not how but anyone you can't experiences Christmas. In this metaphor, in this metaphor, you can't you are trapped at Luby's cafeteria. Yeah, no. You're trapped at Luby's for a month, man. You gotta it, bunk up. If it honestly made that much of a difference to you, you would go to your wives and children and say, This year we're doing shit differently. And you would go work in a soup kitchen all month or something. It doesn't matter enough to you to actually do that. All you wanna do is yell. No, th- exactly I can't go to my nothing. Wife and say anything is gonna happen. Whatever she says is what's gonna happen. Holly, you're exactly right. Nothing matters and all we wanna do is yell, and that's the exact reason why we do this podcast. All y'all better give up and just die is all I'm saying. I'm trying. Fine. I'm that's, trying. That's, that's all we're saying. Yeah. We are all on the same page here. Some of us are just going it's down that hill a little bit faster. Shouts out. It's a good thing y'all hate Christmas so much. I'm so glad we solicited a bunch of other people's holiday opinions. Yes. <laughs> yes. We good, so we don't the, have to uh, hear ours. They're great. Yeah. Y'all really hate Christmas. Because <laughs> the full cast schedule of games to me says uh, we have Army, Navy. We got any thoughts on that? Uh uh, army go army beat navy go uh, navy navy, navy army. is bad army is good therefore army will beat navy by four points exactly four points With the time it of will possession, be 20 to 16 both teams will have pos- the ball for 45 minutes i'm just glad this game shook it like it, this game was actually pretty sad for a while when it was just like well army hoping to break a 17 year streak let's see what ill-fated plan they can use to totally fuck it up at the end this and navy wins again yes army accidentally ate the football that is a penalty the game is over it was like watching if it was like if georgia had to play alabama every single year oh, <laughs> jesus wow that's terrible also, to be clear, I like Christmas Day. Christmas Day is good. Are we allowed to complain about Christmas at all, Holly? I just yeah, want to know what yeah, the rules no. are. You stick to it. You all stick right. to it. All right. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand by this. It it sucks. It's one big emotional Laguardia. I can't get out. <laughs> emotional no, Laguardia. You just don't hate it en- no, you don't hate it enough to try to get out. Whole thing smells like wa- any. No, you're just wallowing. You don't actually hate it. You're just wallowing. Wait, let's 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 wa- All right, what should Spencer do? Take some form of concrete action that would make this time of year happier for him. Burn down a Christmas tree taking, lot. <laughs> I've been taking more pills. Great. And uh, <laughs> I've been drinking whenever I want. Great. And, you know, that's helping a little. Great. I have to admit. All right. I'm going to start Great. with this. I'm going to start with this uh, hot take about holidays from David at Euler Macaroni on Twitter. Oh, good. Now we're going to talk about it for an hour. It's the easiest time of year to find and do hard drugs and or sleep with strangers. This is the only redeeming part of this time of year. <laughs> so he turned it into the debauched side of a wedding for single people. I don't know. This is a strong move. This is the bad Santa approach to the holidays. <laughs> Which I'm again, sorry that I'm not prepared to sit here and listen to y'all with your three beautiful wives and lovely children complain about how much you hate this shit. My kid doesn't know what Christmas is, so I'm not that worried about it. <laughs> my kid this my kid this morning woke up and said Happy Thanksgiving. So wait. Your kid doesn't even know what Christmas is, then you don't have to do Christmas. What is your problem? No, I'm talking about the I still have other family. I don't live in a bunker under the ocean. What are you talking? Yeah. Holly, I'm so confused why like Okay. I, 
Why? Why is Christmas in your mind this everybody thing where I can just say like that everybody wants to complain about this like they're in some kind of Starbucks cup induced gulag? You're suggesting Chris the Christmas season is like going to a restaurant by yourself where you can custom order a hamburger. And if I don't like lettuce, don't get lettuce on the burger, you big dumb baby. What I am saying is I'm that also Christmas... I'm suggesting that if you do end up with lettuce on your burger, it's not a big fucking deal. That's fair. That's, yes, totally right. But what I am saying is that Christmas is like going to a family-style Buca de Beppo garbage restaurant where, yeah, we're all eating lasagna until we can't see straight because we eat lasagna on Christmas. Why? I don't know. Because somebody decided that was the rule. And it's family style, so if you I'm don't sorry, like it... i your family's bad at Christmas. Do something about it if you don't like it so much. All right, well, goodbye, my so family. So I don't think we're gathered here today to bitch about Christmas. Sorry, y'all uh, aren't self-actualized. Fix it. <laughs> we are helpless losers. That <laughs> is That is established. Um, That's you could just say, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And I have taken like I'm going to continue. One one way I'm taking like ownership (laughs) of my holidays here is that I'm going to read my favorite hot take thus far. Unless you think we haven't paid respect to. It's easy to get laid and find hard drugs. (laughs) No, I just I gotta be honest. That's not my personal Christmas experience, but props to you i like that because that's the person who saw the uh the alternate reality of it's a wonderful life and was like hell yeah they got booze i have one here that i think is is provides some context okay it's from our very own alex kirchner who says uh in the accent (laughs) i will read it once in english and once in yenzer okay (laughs) in english december 20 through 23rd are far more festive and exciting days than December 24th or 25th. I will now read this for our Yinzer listeners. December 20 to 23rd are far more festive and exciting days than December 24th or 25th. It turned into Swedish chef pretty quick. It goes Swedish so fast. So I agree, but I think this is also a matter of perspective because if you have kids or don't have kids, once you cross that Rubicon, the 24th and 25th are great because that's when things go on autopilot. You get to give your kids toys. They leave everyone alone and they just like sort through garbage for two days, basically. They just live in like piles of garbage dotted with toys. And you get to sit there and drink starting at like 10 a.m. and just kind of vibe and sit in your pajamas all day, right? And you don't have to right. do too much cooking or cleaning because that's what the 20 through 23rd are, which are very stressful sort of mount-up days, right? Where Not for you, son. I, I, <laughs> I participate. Okay. Have you seen how my house runs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have. Yeah. I sure have, buddy. Yeah. I, I, I always enjoy Holly on being on the show. This is the best performance she's had so easily. It's dominant. It's the Aaron Donald of emotional abuse. Sorry, y'all. Y'all don't have real problems. Can't be me. So, so I think, yeah, those days are far more stressful and like far more filled with the sort of like emotionally awkward and like overly like stressing out over things that don't matter. You know, when Rocket Raccoon is like, boo hoo, my wife and child are dead, but my wife and children are alive, is what I'm saying. You're saying that's a misfortune? Oh, Christ Jesus. Can, um, can I offer a take that I think sort of bridges some. Bridget, find some common ground some, here. Some healing. Can you offer some healing to this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and podcast? try and try and bring us to a 
an accord. Uh, this is from Tim Hodgson on Twitter. And it's, it's sort of a follow-up. You, you have to take it within the context of other hot takes that were sent to us. The take is as follows. Eggnog rules. Now, the reason I selected this take for reading on the air tonight is that many people don't like eggnog and specifically vocalize that. Eggnog really upsets people. Uh, and I find that if you drink eggnog, say, what, twice a year, it's pretty good. You put, you, maybe, maybe you have a, a dessert nog, you have a booze nog, that's it. Now you're good. You don't have to drink it more than that. Um, but I thought this was in line with a, a lot of people also really, really, really hate the movie Elf. To the point where when uh, someone said, who was it? Uh, uh, Gus Wettekamp on Twitter. There have been so many Elf is actually bad takes that I feel like my opinion of Elf being a very good Christmas movie is now a hot take. If you're a person who is fine with eggnog, elf, fruitcake, we had some fruitcake defenders log on. I, I think you are the person actually with the bold opinion now. And respect to that. I'll, I'll drink some eggnog and watch elf. That sounds fine. I would like to offer some help I've to never people. Seen it. Who, if, if, you, if you don't like elf, elf is a fine movie. I don't really, I can't find the energy to get too worked up about it on either direction. But if you're like, I wish this movie were better. Watch it as it is, and imagine that James Caan is, like, barely able to stand up drunk throughout the entirety of the movie. Way different. Way better. Possibly true. Oh, any any movie with James Caan in it is made better by the assumption that James Caan thinks the entire thing is real. And is very offended or inconvenienced that he's a part of any of it, right? Yes. My That's son? what James Conn is My for. son is an adult man. This is this is nonsense. What kind of garbage? I'm James Conn. I don't have Conn. to deal with this crap. I'm gonna pull a knife on you. And then off screen, Scott Conn's like, "But I'm an adult man, Dad." <laughs> and also, uh, Elf is is clearly part of the expanded Conniverse. So like it's the same it's the same character as the Godfather and all that. Yeah, that's right. And Thief. Thief is a great yeah. Christmas movie. It might not take place at Christmas, but it is a good movie. Like James Conn was really shot that many times for the Godfather, and that's why he's so grumpy. Um we also he's, decided he's I think as a group that we're we're not going to talk about whether X is a Christmas movie or not, right? No, we're just gonna discuss our favorite ones and assume on faith that it's a Christmas movie because you said it was. Stargate is a Christmas movie. Boom. Yeah. That sounds fine. Why Think not? about that, it. That, hey, how'd they find the baby Jesus via a Stargate? That's yeah. Right. Santa. How does Santa get how does Santa get everywhere on the planet in one night? Stargate. Stargate. Yeah. I do have one negative thing to say about Santa. I thought you were gonna say Uh-oh. one negative thing about Stargate. No, I'm not I crazy. You were how one dare thing you about Jesus? No, I wouldn't do that either. Um is Santa a bad person? Maybe. Okay, because hear me out. Santa oh, has a bit. Santa has unlimited resources. That's you know he's making all these toys. He's obviously not like you know crowdfunding or whatever to keep the operation going. He's not. No revenue is coming into Santa. Um, he has incredible powers, able to visit every child in the world in one night. Um, he's possibly immortal or at least living for extended period of time. And with his power, 
all Santa does is bring toys to good children. That means that on Christmas Eve, Santa is going around the world, seeing children everywhere, where they live, the conditions in which they live, maybe homeless, maybe they need medicine, maybe they need food, maybe they need uh, better local government to provide their basic needs. And what he just gives them toys. Like, is, is Santa, like, not addressing the problem and just sort of using his, wasting his power on bullshit? Also, how does Santa, like, does, does Santa, like, reinforce this, this false binary of good and bad children? Aren't all children a blend? I mean, except, like, truly evil children. They're just straight-up evil, but. It I think like you would Santa to lead a coup, and I'm all about this. I either want Santa to lead a coup or become some sort of, like, hyper-powered Doctors Without Borders. Or both. So you're going to hyperpower Doctors Without Borders him... with missiles. Yeah. Hey, if you show up, if you show up once a year, and you bring me a present in the middle of the night, and then you leave, you're a deadbeat dad. So Santa's just like everybody's deadbeat dad, <laughs> right? Just sneak it. Don't tell your mom I'm here. <laughs> hey, it's here's cool. A, I, it's cool. I just eat cookies for meals. I'm a real dirt bag. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, you like co- trucks, right? <laughs> Santa. Bad Santa's oh, I brought you a truck. Dad, dad Santa. Dad Santa. <laughs> I'll be back, you know, next year. I gotta go smoke. <laughs> what happens when I stop believing in you? Oh, then I'm definitely not coming. Then I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I've just delved all into your biopic territory the past couple weeks. <laughs> dad, where are you going? I'm going to uh, North... Um, the very top of Earth. Yeah, you can't follow me because I got a sleigh filled with dogs that could fly. Also, my real wait, wife lives up there. You're my second are. family. Wait, wait, back up. We yeah. need to discuss what Spencer thinks reindeer are. <laughs> That's what Deadbeat Dad would think. Deadbeat Dad's drunk. No, he's not going to think. Question. He's not going to think a answer reindeer. The question. What do you think a reindeer is? They're like they're like pigs. They're pigs, and they can. That's they're when they say when dogs. pigs can fly one night a year. Quit deflecting. What do you think a reindeer is? I know damn well what a reindeer is. <laughs> a good answer. Not a dog. Good answer. <laughs> uh huh. Still evasive on the subject. I enjoy that I could just let this fly, and there's a small part of Holly that thinks maybe he actually thinks reindeer are dogs. I don't do you think want she to does. list some of the things that? Do you remember two years ago when you put on sunglasses for the first time? It wasn't the first time. Just the first time I really got how they worked. Do you remember how long I had to listen to you explain to me how weird it was that you had to take off sunglasses when you were going like into a store? Yeah, that, it was wild. What does that mean you just got how they worked? <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, go scroll back to like our 20, whatever, 16 Instagram DMs. And I started getting ads for sunglasses every hour on the hour because spencer would be like do people do this every day and by every day he means go through life while having to take your sunglasses on and off multiple times and he's like this is so much work it was it was crazy so yeah that's why spencer there's some part of me that twitches when you say you think a reindeer might be a dog i wonder why i might take you seriously see the real the real issue people have with Elf is that it's just 
it's just kind of okay. It's just an innocuous sort of good movie. I've it's never not... seen Elf, and I feel like half the December internet is lost to me. Do you know it what, has like, a, it has a lot of Will Ferrell yelling. So yeah, I'm just I'm not interested. I'm I'm good. It's fine. I'm it's good. just not. I mean, it's a fine sit, right? But it's, see, this is what I'm saying about this it's no star making Christmas sure. your own. I don't yeah, let. I'm sorry. I don't care to see Elf. You know what I'm going to do? What? Not watch Elf. Problem okay. solved. Yeah. Okay. There. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Best part of Elf is Bob Newhart. That's it. Oh, Bob Newhart's in a librarian series. You could just watch There's that. A See? Friendly, a friendly narwhal is my favorite part. Oh, he's good too. Yeah. Other than that, though, also it takes place in New York. Movies in New York? Eh. Almost all Christmas movies take place in New York. Spencer yeah. Well, it's like the least jolly city on earth. Isn't your Christmas <laughs> movie Goodfellas? Yes, because... Okay. Yeah. My Christmas, my Christmas movie... <laughs> Is Goodfellas, and you say, "Well, how is Goodfellas a Christmas movie?" Not said I don't anymore. really have to. We've already said I don't have to make that argument. I would point out there's a lovely Christmas scene that's an important plot point because it's at that scene, at the height of the holiday spirit, when Jimmy Conway decides to kill everyone involved in the Lufthansa heist. And what is the holiday truly about? They're all, of course, living in Houston <laughs> and not New York when this happens. Then looking around and deciding. <laughs> that you're gonna kill everyone around you and keep the money for yourself. Nothing. Can I ask one, Can I ask you one Goodfellas question? Sure. Do you think Paul Sorvino is a dog? No, because he's sitting next to one, and I can tell the difference between a man and a dog in the same movie frame. This 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 bean can't do much, but it can distinguish between Paulie and the bull. Do you have like face blindness, but for species? Is that would be great. Animal not next to a dog, then a dog. I would get along with people a lot better if Spencer that were the case. Is like the IRL equivalent of an adult walking around living through Jason's daughter's animal spreadsheet. <laughs> That'd be fine. <laughs> is Paul Sorvino so, a yeah, reindeer? <laughs> Listen, he's he's as beautiful as a reindeer. Also, it's a good Hanukkah movie because they say the word Hanukkah in it, and Henry gives Karen like a massive wad of money says and happy hanukkah <laughs> she oh, should have sh- she should have uh, shot him but whatever my daughter's animal spreadsheet she has since refined her theories there are now Ooh. only three things in the entire universe go on there are people pets and aliens anything uh-huh. on earth is either a person or a pet a rock is a person for example uh-huh. Right, sure. Uh, a rock, however, if you throw it into space as soon as it leaves the atmosphere it's now an alien so what are if astronauts? it comes back Astronauts, well, once they leave Earth, they are now uh, they are now aliens. Whoa. Yeah, it's simple. Damn. So she's seen Interstellar. She wrote Interstellar. Uh, I don't think she has the time for that. Okay, sorry. It's it's like seven hours long. I didn't know. She also, was it's busy. a Chris. It's it's a Christmas movie because there's like weird weird lights. And it takes place over an extended period of time in which Christmas occurred. So boom. Christmas movie. And also, love connects us across the universe, and that's how Santa finds us. It's like that's his right. homing beacon. That's right. As opposed to as opposed to, like, chips that Santa places in all of us at birth. <laughs> I gotta dig it out of my neck. <laughs> I can't so, let Santa find me. So, the one Christmas movie that I didn't see anyone mention in any of our takes, the Christmas movie that I feel is the best Christmas movie, is Iron Man 3. That's well, the only Christmas movie. 
the only Christmas movie I got time for. So it's it's set at Christmas and it's very uh, explicitly set at Christmas. You see trees, you see a reindeer. Um, Iron Man mentions Christmas several times. It's it's very clearly set, but it goes deeper than this. If I may run through a quick list, it starts with a party with people you don't like. All right, off to a good start. Uh, it's about PTSD and depression. These are the main themes of the movie. Everyone's pretending to be happy and a, a better version of themselves than what they are. One guy's pretending to be a robot. Uh, he's also pretending to be a guy who doesn't have PTSD. He's also pretending to be a competent romantic partner. Uh, his friend is pretending to be the world's greatest security guard. Everyone is trying to perfect their DNA. Uh, the main villain is pretending to not be a big, ugly nerd. And then there's a guy who's pretending to be Osama bin Laden. Uh, at one point, everyone has to go to the middle of nowhere in Tennessee where there's no Wi-Fi and none of your electronics work. And that sucks. That sounds like a holiday trip to me. That's literally um, set in Chattanooga. It's so relatable. It's like it's like some nowhere town very near Chattanooga. Um there's a guy who's like ranting about capitalism and America and corporate consumption and like, you know, the thing like the, somebody does this every December, but he doesn't actually believe a word he's saying. And in fact, he's just partying in a mansion. Um, it all boils down to every mistake is all your fault. Specifically, an example is when you give out your address to people who you don't like and they show up and make a mess, knock your mansion off the side of a cliff. Also, Gwyneth Paltrow turns into a zombie who kills another zombie because her friend is a robot. And if that doesn't sum up Christmas, I don't know what was. Also, there's snow. Damn. I'm sold. Yeah. Hey, I found our G-Chat history where you explained why you've never worn sunglasses. Would you like to, would you like to share it? I sent it to Ryan, uh, but my favorite part is I used to just squint. I did. <laughs> you grew up in Florida. That's part of the time, yeah. How have we never legislated this on the podcast? Anyway, I'm going um, to go blind when I'm sooner 50, or later. So. We'll figure out what you think a reindeer is. Just watch Iron Man three. There's a, there's a reindeer in it. Yeah, I'm sure. Ryan, there are screen caps in your DMs. Please enjoy. Oh Jesus, I'm going to regret this later. This is a hot take, hot <laughs> holiday take from East Coast PA on uh, on on our subreddit. Elf on the shelf is just an extension of the police state. I don't do all right. So I will admit that Holly is right. Elf on the Shelf is a thing that I don't get and don't want to do, so I don't do it. But do Elf on a Shelf I find actively menacing. That is weird. Well, it's just it's a lot of work for one thing, because I I believe the premise is you put the elf on the shelf, but then you have to move it every day to reinforce that the elf is always watching and you cannot hide. But to me, the simple answer would be day one, put elf on shelf. Day two Put Elf away and just be like, that's how well he's, he's got a cloaking device. Elf is, pre- Elf is a predator. He no. knows where you are. He can no, see your body. Your will go insane. Yeah, as someone who already has a fear of haunted dolls, that probably informs my opinions of this. Spencer, I, I'm guessing you don't do the Elf on the Shelf? Oh, no, that requires doing something every day. Yeah. So this is an Elf on our the elf Shelf would just, Our Elf would just sit there. <laughs> the elf's chilling. He goes, he likes like that you. spot. <laughs> How did Spencer's elf on the shelf get fat? That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> I ate a steak for breakfast and a steak for dinner. <laughs> so we uh, sometimes I get interested with uh, relocating the elf, such as like if you know they're like if they go go on a trip for the for the night or whatever, and I can't go or something like that. I have to send a photo of the relocated elf. Um, 
and it is kind of fun you know you like have it clinging onto the ceiling fan like whoa, 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 whoa. you know you can do a little stuff like that can you send um, a photo of it in the garbage look he likes to sleep here yeah you can do that you can, it's you where can he's most comfortable i think the only rule of it is a a child can't touch it or it'll like lose its magic or something i don't know he's in the garbage because then the police dogs can't find him they can't track his scent the police reindeer the police reindeer. I please. left him in my van because God can't see through lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil's smokescreen. Lead. Yeah, we don't we don't do that. In fact, we're we're really. I'm, I feel very bad for my kids a lot of the time <laughs> uh, yeah. because we're very we're really bad at doing anything seasonal or holiday ish. And I mean, because you have to say this for other people out there who are like, yeah, my family sucks at the holidays. And you're like, oh, yeah, mine does, too, because we put up a tree like a week before and sort of decorate it. And, uh, you know, they get good gifts. It's just the presentation's lacking, man. It's deeply, deeply lacking in every way. Now, how long are we leaving our trees up? I have a birthday in the third week of January, so I always tend to put my tree up late. And then after Christmas, I take the ornaments off, but leave the lights on. Uh, and I try and leave it up to my birthday as a treat to myself, just because I like the way it smells. That's smart. I would leave it up as long as I, I would leave it up as long as I want. My wife, December 26, one minute into, right? Like, like 12.01, get it down. <laughs> get it down. Can we address fake trees versus real trees? Can we talk about that? I'm agnostic. You okay. do, man, you do what makes you happy. If you want, I always thought like those really super cool fake trees, like the faker, the, like if somebody's I think like, if you're going to do a fake tree, make it like pink or get the white, li- get or... the Liberace one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. If you're going to go fake, go super, super, super fake. It's yeah. got to look super flammable. Don't be hyper realistic with it. Be gaudy and weird. Yeah, no, that's weird. I am in favor of like either the tree is made of tinsel or the tree is real. Yeah, or the tree still has wildlife in it, yeah. right? Fair. Okay. I just wanted to I, – I mean, people are, people had feelings about that too, and I thought we should cross that off the list. I'm least. extremely partial to live trees just because I love the smell. Um, but I, you know, I recognize that people have allergies and children and whatnot. But, yeah, man, if you're going to get a fake tree, have fun with it. Um, Jamie Kirsten Howard at Glitter Burrito. Hanukkah is the superior holiday. I can't say that it's not. I don't know. Yeah, you could tell me anything that you do on Hanukkah. I don't know. It seems more economical or more, it may be more efficient is the way to put it. Because you're just, you're getting the eight presents. It seems from my secondhand experience that, you know, none of those are going to be crazy. It's going to be kind of a mixture of medium to small presence. And then you're done. Um, yeah. Eight crazy nights. Hello. Yeah. Um, I, as not one of the chosen, my, my ignorant opinion would be that the edge Hanukkah has over Christmas is in food. Cause they have, y'all have specific dishes that you like to prepare. And most of those are delicious and Christmas food for the rest of us is just Thanksgiving food again. Ugh. Which is I fine, but you know, change it up a little bit. I mean, what's the get some latkes? What's the big? What's the big official dish of Christmas? 
our Thanksgiving dinner is indistinguishable from Christmas, except we don't do pumpkin anything. Yeah. Ham. Ham like somebody's like Thanksgiving with ham. Ham, or if you're fancy, goose. Yeah, I want to. Man, I want to do a <laughs> goose at some point. Goose is good. It is, it is good though, but I have had I have had at least two male friends go. I think I'm going to cook a goose. That sounds awesome. And then this tale of horrors emerges. These are the next also day. dicks when they're dead. They're, like, they're, they're just as much. Be like, oh my god! It had forty seven spleens inside, and they all ruptured. Oh my god! <laughs> I know something like I was like, you know, if you cut open a goose, it just divides into two meaner, bigger geese, and you have to kill both of them in combat. As soon as you jab the knife, that sounds amazing. Honk. 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 I was going to say, I think one thing that Annika has going for it is a definite start, middle, and end. Right. Like yeah. If I was told that Christmas season begins on twenty-five, uh, the the eighth, seventeenth, or eighteenth, whatever it be, great. Now I know. Now I know when it starts. Yeah, and then you don't you don't really get much Hanukkah creep as a result. Nobody's like, hey, yeah, we're having yeah, yeah. We're, nobody's like, hey, we're having our Hanukkah party on the third. It's like, no, you're not. It's not Hanukkah. We're, what are you talking it's about? It's September seventeenth. Time to start Hanukkah season. Coming from uh, coming from at A W Mueller, first place fan says, I shouldn't have to try to figure out what kind of car someone drives before wishing them happy Honda days. Yeah, man. How true. It's you know what? I should just be able to say, listen, you may not appreciate the majesty of a type R, but happy Honda days to you. You should just you should just take that. Don't come back with Toyota Thon. Right? What about the December to remember sales event? Yeah. Or truck or truck Is month. Is that really the time? Because really, if you're serious <laughs> about trucks, every month is truck month. <laughs> Welcome to December. It's truck month. Every month is truck month. <laughs> I like to I like to imagine the alternate version of the um the the stereotypical hey I got you a car for Christmas commercial where there's just a car like a, a brand new car sitting in the driveway Christmas morning where your partner gets up in the middle of the night sees a stranger's car sitting in the driveway calls the police and then just like freaks the fuck out cuz why the hell is this this you know giant black truck sitting in our driveway we don't own that and then you have to explain well it was a surprise and they have to say well that's not how we make big decisions in this house garrett you stupid asshole we talk about them (laughs) fucking garrett also the dick move of getting someone a financial liability right like hey look i got you a car and i immediately have to turn to you and ask how you financed it what's the payment How'd you finance it? Did you, you trade it in? Well, yeah. I love that car. Did you get my CDs? You didn't get my CDs? Well, no, mm-hmm. they're closed on Christmas, Garrett. So I can't get the CDs. What's the insurance on that? Oh, Jesus. How are we going to make it, Garrett? What's the mileage? Is this couple, are they both named Garrett? Yes. yes. God, what, That's if, awesome. what, have you, what have you done to us? Uh, I would much rather, I would much rather come out on Christmas and you have a giant mysterious black obelisk that occasionally murmurs in the voice of the old ones with a bow on it. With a red bow on it. Yeah, it's got to have the red bow on it. What's that in the driveway? I got you an obelisk. It's the unknowable obelisk. Oh, Don't touch it or your mind will melt. Obelisk month. Yeah. Kids, go see the obelisk. 
<laughs> when the kids get near it, their eyes turn a sort of liquidy black and they begin murmuring strange phrases in, in Sumerian. It's good. It's fine. Now I can, now I can lift squirrels gonna... with my mind. <laughs> Thank you, Lexus. <laughs> Truly a December to remember. <laughs> This is where I just imagine, this is just where I imagine, like, Dana Holgerson walking out and then be like, Dana, you got me a new car. And he's like, I don't know where that car came from. Yeah, I did. Uh, Why is, what's that? Yeah, that was definitely me. (laughs) Where are the keys? If you hear something banging around in the trunk, don't look, it's another Christmas surprise. Why is there blood on the fender? (laughs) It's part of the Virginia Virginia blood rain. That's why we live in West Virginia. I had to go over there for smokes. I think uh, this is a really good idea from John Maz on Twitter. Uh, all these Grinch movie remakes and none do what I want, which is to end before he gives all the crap back. Turn it into a caper slash heist movie where he gets away clean. This sounds great. <laughs> yeah. How, how the Grinch stole Christmas and didn't give it back. This question, this this statement, that's yeah, a question. Comes from Ska will never die. On Reddit. <laughs> what way does your family open gifts? If you're normal, you all rip them open simultaneously, like barbarians, turning the living room into a shredded paper monsoon. If you're a bunch of sociopaths, like my family. Mine being, Scott will never die. You go around and open them one at a time in order, and everyone has to comment on the gift and how nice it is before you move on. Spencer, how does the Hall family handle opening gifts on Christmas morn? Um, we've had a debate. Nobody's been real happy about it ever. Um, <laughs> you have cause... a playoff committee for Christmas. <laughs> We do. It's it's been it, the way we've settled on it is this, and I think prior to prior to having kids, it was everybody waited in turn. Now imagine this: I married like my family's like mom and dad are divorced. We do like a lot of different things, and there's no real radio standard way of doing things, right? You just kind of walk in and go with what you got. Meanwhile, my wife's family they do this thing where they all sit down, and you have to open the gift in turn. And everyone watches you open that gift. Like, oh, Jason, what did you get? I got did this. Did you just hear the question that Ryan read? Right. No, he's he, we're okay. Yeah. So, so. And then, I'm and then Spencer point. opens his gift and he's like, I think it's a dog. And everyone laughs. And I can't, and I can't, I can't and react. About 25 snakes came. Well, out. and I can't react right. Right. Like, there's no, like, whatever the gift is, I will, I will miscalibrate the reaction that it was supposed to get. Right. <laughs> God, the more you talk, the more I realize that the people around you probably hate Christmas a lot more than you do. <laughs> no, this is wait. I just it is the thing I am genuinely worst at. Like my, my wow, you're not kidding. <laughs> it's true. Christmas is a Turing test that Spencer fails every year. That's wait, the so every skill required from Christmas is something I am terrible at. All right? What is an example of misappreciating a gift? Are you like, oh, holy shit? Yeah, we're like the thing. Oh that fuck yeah, really we're gonna blend about. everything magic bullet. Yeah, like the personal versatile countertop magician or the vibrator. Yes, <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> you know, like 
we thought you'd think that was funny. And the look on my face, because I don't have a poker face, is clearly, this is not funny. And I'm trying my best to hide it, but doing such a shitty job because I can't. Yeah, that. Like, that's that's real bad. Now it's just free for all. Right? Why, don't like, you, why don't you just keep your sunglasses on and pretend you're blind when you open I your I'd be like, I'm too cool to react <laughs> to this gift. Sound the jazz, man. That's what I'll just... He's not listening to this podcast because he's smarter than that. But without asking him, I just imagine that this is how Alex Papadimus does Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah, that's now it's just free for all. Like God, dad just brings the hi-hat down for Christmas and then oh, just all morning. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get out my vibraphone. That would be pretty dope if your dad just put on sunglasses and played the vibraphone the entire time at Christmas and slowly nursed a bottle of bourbon until it was gone. Like that, I think that sounds like a really great dad role. So yeah, we just attack them now. Now it's just wolves. That does sound like a really great dad. You know what else sounds like a really great dad? A dad with a full head of hair. But unfortunately, 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. How are you going to be cool jazz dad? On Christmas morning. I'm so glad we're back to the good ad reads. Without any hair. I mean, you could wear some doofy hat, but you don't look good in that hat, and you know it. Santa. Santa yeah, doesn't look good in that hat. Hats to cover your hairless heads are for babies. Santa. Literally, babies. They, they come with those hats. Um, but Santa, the all-knowing, ever-living, it's too late for him. Because while he can make toys for children, he cannot return hair to his saintly crown it can't happen you can be more powerful than santa however with forhims.com a one-stop shop for hair loss skin care and sexual wellness for who holly for men um for a limited time only you can get a free trial month of hymns for just five dollars while supplies last you go to forhims.com slash shutdown that's f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash shutdown to get this trial offer and claim dominion over the Santa Claus. He has no power over you anymore because your hair is better and you're stronger. And you know what a dog is and isn't. Unlike some of us. We have uh, we have this, which I don't... It, this is a gift verdict and it's from at Sports Trebuchet, which is cash beats every gift no matter your age. I'm just going to name... Five gifts that I've gotten off the top of my head for Christmas at any age that beat cash. Okay? Okay. Because even me, somebody who does not like this holiday and is bad at literally every single skill required to enjoy it or put it on, even I have five things I can think off the top of my head that were better gifts than cash. You ready? One, G.I. Joe Hovercraft. Classic. Absolute goddamn classic. The thing floated. Do you know Kinda. what money is exchanged for? I hey. All right, all right. I'll I'll say. But if this but if you're a kid, question. if you're a kid, that's a whole process. You can't just be like, well, yeah. I'm going to go get in my power wheel and drive down to the Toys R Us. Oh, Spencer's teaching me about emotional processes. How interesting. <laughs> Two, a Billy Bass. A Billy. Oh, oh my God. I thought you were going to say a billion dollars. No, this went downhill. This went downhill so fast. We went from cool toy from your childhood. To talking fish. 
when you from expect a to get a bunch of boring stuff and somebody's like, no, man, we're going we're gonna to go this route. You're going to get a Billy Bass. This is it. I I only accept this if the Billy Bass talks uh, channels the spirit force of the obelisk. Then I'm fine free, with it. Free whatever my uncle Ralph got me at the real fancy gas station in Gatlinburg on the way down. Wait, which obelisk? Okay, that's that one time. One time he got me. I remember like I had a real good appreciation for what he'd give me from a young age, and I got a uh, a Wrangler Cologne set. You know, that was probably in the aisle of the really super fancy gas station slash fireworks stand. How old, how old were you? That's the best part. You know, your uncle has no idea what to give you. I was like 10. He's like, 10? <laughs> <laughs> probably wants cologne. He's probably yeah. thinking about marrying. Hey, he probably wants to get laid at a bar. <laughs> yeah, let's, get him, let's get him some Wrangler cologne. It's time he smells like a man. Don't knock the Gatlinburg gift dash. My favorite present of the last 10 years easy was from China Knife Bazaar. See? Yeah. See? That's it's it. It's like a seven inch long knife with rainbow spiders engraved all over it. Four. The only thing I now, this is how bad I am at Christmas. The only thing I now get from my wife for Christmas it, are scratch offs. And they are. That's great. She's from Florida. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, it says a lot about your relationship. That's it. I get scratch offs. I like I like that because it's she's giving you cash, but it's useless. It's cash that disappears it's, in front of you. It's like a trick candle a of cash. Highly, highly variant value trending to zero. St. Pete. This could have gone a lot of different That's gift true. giving ways, most of which are bad, some of which are lethal. Yeah. She's giving yeah. she's giving you cash cash with a very short half life. She's an advanced chemist. <laughs> Absolutely. That's perfect. And then and then the other thing you get, you get a new pair of comfy pajama pants every December. See? Things things that are better than cash. Even for me, someone who hates this holiday. Pajama pants, scratch offs, cologne. Mm-hmm. Billy Bass. given to a 10-year-old. <laughs> right. Child's cologne. Billy, Jesus. Yeah. The picture you are painting is, oh my God. I'm telling you, I'm not good at, I'm not good at any of this. This like, is more heartbreaking than Angela's ashes. Congratulations. <laughs> bad, bad from the DNA out at this particular holiday. Great at the 4th of July. Terrible no wonder you fucking time. love good fellas. <laughs> It's the best. Jason, do you have feelings on cash as a Christmas gift? Um, It's fine. Like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got cash. But, I mean, we all know what I'm going to spend it on. I'm going to spend over the next, like, two, three, or four weeks, I'm just going to spend it on fast food that I was probably going to eat anyway. <laughs> and then, And then I'm like, huh, it's not coming out my bank account. Looks like someone's unlocked the path to financial independence. <laughs> I'm just going to turn it all into Arby's. <laughs> no, my bank account is holding steady, but my waistline isn't <laughs> making real progress here. The abundance is real. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and, and and every time my my uh, my mom always gives me cash, and every time she emphasizes, buy something with it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna.
The Dell XPS 13 with an 8th gen Intel Core i7 processor is the laptop for people who never say no to one more episode. With lifelike color, brilliant sound clarity, and smooth streaming, Dell Cinema technology makes whatever you love to watch even better. Call 800 by Dell to learn more or visit dell.com/xps13. Sponsored by Dell and Intel. Mm-hmm. 